good morning, good morning, Twin Cities. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Thank you all so much for tuning in this morning. Yes, I'm running a little bit late. <laughs> That's not often. Um, but yeah, just had some laptop problems. <laughs> I know, I keep talking about my laptop. Anyway, thank you all so much for being here. I really appreciate um, you know that you are taking a few moments to sit with me this morning. As you know, the Ambuji Foodie uh, show is a food show. Uh, and so we're going to be talking about food so many words but i want to actually uh to start off uh remind you that you have this show is about you it's about the community uh so i want you to feel comfortable with calling in asking questions making comments you know it's it's an open platform just don't you know no cussing (laughs) i mean that's logical um but I want to encourage you again to get in contact with me here at the radio station or on this show. Uh, it is 651-200-3479. Once again, 651-200-3479. Uh, interesting uh, topic today, I guess. It's, don't be afraid of what I'm going to say. <laughs> but we're going to have kind of like a, a, a little chat on oxtails. And you're probably thinking, okay, what? Oxtail. (laughs) Uh, If you've never had it, again, don't be afraid of it. (laughs) You are missing out on the wonderfulness of uh, oxtail. (laughs) Just saying. Um, Folks from the Caribbean, uh, any type of Caribbean background, they know all about oxtail. Oxtail is like a, a staple. It really is in a Caribbean household. And uh, we'll talk about that next week, even more so. It's going to be like the last day almost uh, for, yeah, it will be the last day um, for Black History Month. So uh, last week, I promised that I was going to have a, hopefully have a guest on, but uh, she wasn't ready. <laughs> it's it's a relative. She's my aunt. She has or had a, a restaurant. And restaurants, I should say. And, but she's a great cook. I mean, just like like my father. Um, but, you know, she applied it into doing some other stuff. <laughs> so, but, again, before we go further into that, I want to encourage you definitely to feel free to give me a call here. Comments, questions, suggestions. Uh, and I'm actually going to tell you about an event that's happening right now. Um actually probably starting at 11 o'clock um it's about chef jimena raspberry but i'll get into that in just a moment if you'd like please i encourage you to follow me on uh, social media which is facebook is the unbougie foodie uh instagram is the underscore unbougie foodie twitter is at unbougie foodie and yeah definitely i want to encourage you feel free to you know have a comment and yeah so yeah we're, we're gonna go we're gonna head into this and talk about oxtail and it really is just to kind of like help everybody get a, a truly an understanding of okay what is oxtail uh yeah at first 
it it is very true that oxtail it used to really become is ox from, from an ox, <laughs> but now it is really the tail of uh, of a cow of either sex, male or female, whatever. And you're probably wondering, okay, well, and I'm going to lead into this by saying, yes, some folks are like, they have this preconceived idea of, you know, if they're, if someone's serving oxtail, maybe they're thinking about pigtails or something. I I don't know, but it's never served in any type of long piece in one piece like that. Never, ever, uh, but it's, I mean, time, it's prepared very carefully and it does take some time too. So one thing to remember is it is, yes, it is a tail, but it's skinned, it's cleaned into, you know, and then cut into sections, but it's cleaned also. Yes. Um, and, you know, each one of those sections has, it really does have meat and marrow, um, so you you can't think of it just as this bony piece of I don't know <laughs> a, a appendage from off of an animal a cow but the meat is really really awesome for so many different things I mean specifically you know we know them as just as as a braise or a, as a stew that's how I'm familiar with them and even to this day going to restaurants and so forth i mean they do do their own things and you know they try to do you know i don't know uh i don't think anybody's actually done maybe like oxtail eggs benedict or anything like that but hey if somebody's listening out there and they're yeah but i've seen folks because i guess they don't want to see the bone part they really prepare the meat make sure that it's like fall off the bone and they remove all the meat from off the bone and then put it uh, maybe you saute some onions and then lay it over a bed uh, present it over a bed of rice um, with some with a side so it is still the oxtail but it's the meat of the oxtail so it's not like you're actually picking up the bone itself and trying to eat the meat off the bone because, I mean, honestly, that's also the best way to eat it, too. So if you're not a person that uh, doesn't like to kind of like eat with your hands, this is not a knife and fork type of meal or meat that you're actually going to be using at all. No, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's some might say that it, it's gelatinous. I don't like that word. <laughs> Because it really isn't. I mean, there is some parts that are a bit fatty um, and that gives it that that flavor uh, or that adds to the flavor, actually. But it I mean, there's meat. I mean, yeah, there's really meat on it. When we think of or when I think of oxtail, I think because so many folks maybe they're not familiar with uh, this meat uh, or how it's prepared or whatnot. Um, when you tell them about it, they're like, what? Um, yeah, no, that's not for me. Uh, you could go ahead and have that. And I tell you, you are missing out because really it is the perfect 
type of meat for braising. Um, Caribbean folks make it in so many different ways. And I know that even some friends or some Guyanese friends, they prepare it, you know, very different from that of like a, a, from Belize culture. Belize culture uh, is... I want to say that, you know, we're so connected in so many ways um, when it comes down with food, but I, I'll give you a perfect example. So I would never go off and tell a person that is from uh, Guyana, um, oh, yeah, you know, our food is the same or something like that, or that, you know, we're speaking the same language or whatever. Um, I think it's a little disrespectful. <laughs> They might actually correct me too. It's like, um, no, we're not from the same place, and our, we might have the same type of foods or may prepare the same type of foods, but it's not the same. And that's very true. I mean, there are certain spices or ingredients that you know when Belizeans are creating oxtail or preparing oxtail that um, a person from um, Guyana is preparing it you know totally different. And I was going to use as an example, Marla's. Uh, I love Marla's. I mean, I miss the fact that, um, you know, she, her business, you know, be, not anything because of her, but because of just, I don't know, people that don't really care about their community. They care more about money or whatnot. Anyway, more about Marla. Marla's, as you know, is preparing food or had always been preparing food that I just felt was like I'm eating at my parents' table. And maybe that that has probably been the thought process of the restaurant anyway, is that, you, I mean, it was a small, intimate place, but the food that was coming out of the kitchen, it was made with love. It really was. And one of the main things, okay, two of the main things, there are many things, actually, I'm going to say three, really, because, yeah, their rice and beans were just on point. Uh, but they're, you know, when they would do stew or jerk chicken or in the jerk seasoning, wonderful, wonderful. But when it came down to tasting their oxtail, I was very, very leery because, yes, I did have. Um, some chicks, you know, some of their stewed chicken or jerk chicken, if you would, and it was seasoned. It, it was seasoned very well. No, no, no. Please don't get me wrong on that. It was seasoned very well. Um, their spice level, though, <laughs> will take you to the roof and drop you on the ground and then <laughs> pick you up again. It was so so many different levels to it, literally and figuratively. Um, oh wow, there's a new notification. Um, and so I, I, when I say rem, remind me of being at my parents' table and have the way that they prepare it, it was, I'm being very honest when I say that, and uh, it's really is a compliment to her. The spice level, though, I mean, you can. I don't know if it's because my parents, specifically my father, when he would make it, he chose not to maybe add any type of scotch bonnet or habanero or anything to the dish. 
but yeah i i enjoyed it even though literally i would be sweating bullets but yes um <laughs> the heat level on it was one that you had to kind of like you had to prepare yourself you really had to prepare yourself but they know how to prepare it they really do and i i got to go back to you know some folks that are maybe they feel kind of standoffish because of the type of meat that it is or this item and they're not familiar with it it was considered at one point um part of the animal that only poor people ate because of its the high fat content that it had and also the length of time that you had to cook it um you know it it was what was accessible it made it available i mean it costs very less or much less than the regular or standard cuts of meat itself but you know <laughs> recent years people are finding out it, when i say recent i'd say probably within the last i don't know 10 years probably chefs uh restaurants are really just kind of like on the oxtail train and i you know i'm not trying to say that they shouldn't have they should have been a long time ago but dang i i don't know it just feels like it's been something that i've eaten for so long and now that people are really in involved and wanting to know about it and um yeah i'm like y'all are late Anyway, I, I was looking, I was trying to figure out, okay, aside from just braising oxtail, and as I mentioned before, kind of like at the beginning of the conversation that, you know, folks, after they learn what it is and how how great uh, a flavor it has, you know, I mean, of course, you have to season it, you know, and they would tear it apart from away from the bone and then use it like on a bed of, of rice or, or maybe in another dish. What are some recipes that are like out there? And I wasn't really able to find a whole lot. Um, but but I just thought it was. I thought you know they could only. I think they're not being creative enough, and so it's going to probably take a little bit of time still for folks to get used to hearing the word, uh, hearing it on or seeing it on menus um people need to start using it <laughs> they need to start preparing it or you know they have a friend that maybe knows how to cook or pre prepare that oxtail or oxtails in general um they need to try it uh so that they become more familiar with it and you know they'll tell two friends and those friends will tell two friends and so on and so on so that more people become familiar and comfortable with it. Uh, I feel the same thing is similar with uh, with lengua. And that's not scaring anyone. That is cow tongue. <laughs> but um, I just love the way that um, the Latin culture. I mean, I love it. Uh, you know, which you know that's another conversation that we're going to have but i think i'm going to have that next week when i hopefully get my guest on you know and she won't be kind of hesitant um it is latin folks that actually 
really, I think, um, in my opinion, I have to put that out there. In my opinion, there's Latin folks that really know how to use these items, you know, parts of the animal that maybe some folks are like, uh, no, I'm not touching that. I'm not eating that. You're missing out. And oxtail is definitely one of them. Oxtail is definitely one of them. There is a recipe um, that I, I guess I wanted to mention. Um, it's, I think I found it under the greedy gourmet. It's called oxtail. And this is just simple. Oxtail stew with beans and, and um, uh, red wine. And it, you're probably wondering, okay, well, how can I see this? Well, you could always go to Greedy Gourmet. I love that. GreedyGourmet.com. Uh, and just look for oxtails. And it will show you, you know, the recipe. Uh, it's going to explain what is an oxtail, how much you're actually going to need for uh, this particular recipe. Um, it's funny how they make note that there are some folks... Uh, gastro pubs are really kind of like getting involved with having maybe like uh, certain folks need to know about poutine but then there's oxtail that's you know kind of like drizzled over it or the the gravy or the the renderings from the oxtail are then used uh, as part of yeah as part of uh, the poutine but here this particular uh, recipe uh it's it's and that's it's very very weird that I'm looking at some of the ingredients that they're saying that you could actually add to oxtail. Um, it's odd. I'm not used to seeing um, grapes um, or prunes. <laughs> I'm not used, uh, hearing about that, but. The recipe goes on to talk about using either a crock pot or a slow cooker. Um, you could also put it in the oven, too. I think it, for us, it's always been the crock pot um, or just low and slow on, you know, in a pot on the stove. And I mean, that's the best, the best way. I mean, you're able to I love li- being able to lift up the, the pot cover or the lid uh, and stirring it, making sure that it's, you know, as the meat is starting to brown or whatever, you want to make sure that it doesn't really stick. Um, and of course, you do have to prepare your pans and so forth. But the recipe goes all into into it as well on preparation and all the different things that you can actually eat, uh, excuse me, uh, use to prepare and how you, you're even starting uh, with your preparation, like what type of oil possibly be used in the pan Um yeah. Uh, yeah. Very interesting on the the recipe. It's kind of long, so be prepared to read a little bit. Uh, but don't be don't be afraid to you know, it, This is just one that's kind of like giving you uh, the backstory also of oxtail as well. If you want to find one that is. You know, definitely much more simple. Um, you can, again, Google is your friend. <laughs> Google certainly is your friend. Uh, and you could definitely find something out there, any type of recipe out there specifically. And ones that are very, very simple too. 
um there's one for why they call it jamaican oxtail uh, recipes i think it's just because maybe the spices that are being used how you know, maybe uh, the browning process or the cooking process that's all of that but it doesn't necessarily have to state that it's jamaican you know just go out there and find a, a oxtail recipe oftentimes the, your standard uh, seasonings that you're going to be using salt garlic um, maybe garlic powder, black pepper, maybe some allspice. Um, it, it really depends. Um, if you are coming from a standpoint of, of, of a Belizean, I know that it's paprika, salt, pepper. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to, I always butcher a word. But when you're not familiar with it or you don't use it that often, um, it's kind of like a a mixture. It's a paste of kind of like paprika and some other spices as well. And I think I think I've talked about it before on the show. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I believe it's called anchiote paste. Um. But again, one of the ingredients, it's, it, uh, my folks might, you're used to it as, um, so it's made, you, again, going back to the, this is a, a I want to say a, 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 not a spice, but, uh, an ingredient, and just call it a spice. Might as well. I mean, that you're actually using to, in for this case, it could be used on so many things: chicken, pork, fish, um, and on top, you just on tacos, just a bunch of stuff actually. But this paste, this uh, anchoate paste, is really awesome. Uh, I know that we use it in you know, my fa- mother, my father. They use it when they're cooking, but it's made up of annatto seeds, cumin, pepper, coriander, oregano, cloves, and garlic. So it could be used uh, in you know as a sauce, uh, as a marinade, uh, as a rub. Uh, so many different things, but I know that it can be used on oxtail. So, uh, yeah. There are so many different ways that you're able to prepare oxtail. And again, remember the different heat levels, the different type of spices um, that you'd be using. Find your own way in which to do that. But this other one uh, I was going to mention about my forking life dot com. Let me let me repeat that. My like spoon not <laughs> so the opposite of spoon is a fork <laughs> my fork forking life f-o-r-k-i-n-g life <laughs> i mean clarify that because it might sound weird on the radio anyway this particular uh recipe you know it gives you it shows you pictures and some wonderfulness i mean with beans uh i think that's lima beans and carrots 
and whoever took that picture is you know wonderful photographer because <laughs> it's it looks very mouth-watering uh I, I love how there's a difference between i guess having just the recipe uh versus having recipes but i mean like the printed just the words but then having a recipe with photos that as you're going along you could see how things are coming or how they should actually appear yeah this is really awesome uh one of the things that they mentioned is that scotch scotch bonnet is typically used for this recipe if you can't find any um or maybe you don't want to go to that heat level uh, a habanero could substitute or you know you could use scotch bonnet pepper sauce um yeah uh remember your heat levels remember your heat levels uh yeah definitely don't want to over over put heat in it too much uh because then who else is going to have it no one else is going to have it but you and you might not be able to handle it either you're like oh i'm gonna put a scotch bonnet in it. i'm gonna do it just like the way that they do it in this jamaican recipe uh yeah no it's always best to maybe add a small portion of it and then you're the next time you know okay well uh i can't handle all of that heat so i'm gonna put a smaller portion uh, of maybe a scotch bonnet or the habanero uh yeah watch your heat level that's all i'm gonna encourage you to do but the recipe uh does actually lay out um all the different ingredients and this is one that i'm kind of like more um familiar with now of course Soy sauce, brown sugar, Worcestershire sauce, and maybe like butter beans. Not so much. But everything else on this recipe, um, you know, that's here. Again, Jamaican oxtail recipe on myforkinglife.com. Once again, forking is F-O-R-K-I-N-G, life.com. Yeah, everything, all the other uh, ingredients and, and whatnot, which are actually preparing the oxtails with uh, I'm familiar with and I don't know about the ketchup the ketchup now maybe not so much that too but anyway again step by step instructions Uh, it even gives you the two different types of ways to prepare it whether it be your slow cooker or your stove top yeah Uh, that's a great one so, yeah, remember that one, folks. Uh, Jamaican oxtail recipe. It does look really good. I, I wish I could actually sh- show you, um, hopefully, if you're out there listening. Which reminds me, I'm jumping around a little bit, but let me remind you. And thank you, those that are listening on the web. Uh, you know, you're probably visiting www.tunein.com. Or perhaps you've downloaded the TuneIn app on your mobile device and you're listening and streaming the the show live right now. Uh, I want to thank you. Those that are traveling within the city, it's possible that you have the ability to listen to the show by tuning into 104.7 FM WEQI, the voice of the east side. So once again, thank you. 
Thank you very much. Your support of the radio station and specifically of the Umbuji Foodie Show is greatly appreciated. I, I don't think you realize how much. Uh, but again, uh, I want to give you an opportunity. If you have a recipe that you are interested in maybe sharing, let's just say specifically about oxtail. Yeah, feel free. Uh, or maybe you have a restaurant uh, that hmm, that serves oxtail uh, within the Twin Cities that you know about. Uh, definitely get at get at us. Let me know. Uh, share that with your community. Again, that telephone number is 651-200-3479. Uh, 651-200-3479. Now, remember I said that there is kind of like a uh, oh, um, an event going on. I wouldn't really call it an event. Um, but Chef Jametta Raspberry from House of Gristle is actually having a oxtail taco special. <laughs> so you kind of see the reason why I was talking about oxtail anyway. It, it it was I was gonna talk about it anyway, but it just so happened that she was she did this for Valentine's Day. She was serving tacos, and I think a, a chocolate covered strawberries, and I think it was a rose or something. But uh, she the day after she had oxtails left, so she cooked those up and had oxtail taco special, if you would. That was like the day after, um, I was going to say Thanksgiving, after uh, after Valentine's Day, sorry. And then she said, well, hey, well, is anybody else interested? If you missed out on the day, if you missed out on Valentine's Day and the day after, are you interested in probably supporting me if I do it again? And yeah, of course I was ready and available because I love oxtail. <laughs> So that is happening in the next, oh, 15 minutes or so. But uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, like I, I pretty much gave you all the information, you know, why she was doing it uh, in the past, why she did it and what it was for Valentine's Day. I think you show your love through oxtail. <laughs> but here... She has it as what? I've can. It is an again jerk oxtail taco special. So putting on being hosted by the House of Gristle. It is from today. It is today from eleven a.m. to three p.m. So it starts within seventeen minutes from now. I'm excited for it, y'all. I'm just saying. Um. It's here in St. Paul, or it's near St. Paul. I'll put it that way. It's near St. Paul. But what it is, it's jerk-style braised pull uh, oxtail inside two soft-shell tacos topped with coconut milk slaw, uh, a side of white rice, and black beans. Uh, And then, you know, there are various ways. I mean, there is a little bit of it. There's a little... Entra- uh, I want to say entrance fee. There's a cost for it, of course, but you know, I just thought I would let you all know that there is uh, this little event that's going on. So if you're interested, you might want to visit 
Facebook, House of Gristle, and look under their events area. Because House of Gristle Oxtail Taco Special is what it's called. Um, yeah. It's, trust me, it's really good. I mean, I know Chef Jametta personally. I consider her a friend. I hope she considers me a friend. She's definitely a friend of the show. But um, she was at the Kashan last year. Uh, and, you know, with that was more of pork. Uh, but for her, it was she was doing oxtail tacos and uh, they were delicious. So yeah she's going ahead and using those wonderful talents of hers uh and creating this wonderful little event so that we can partake i i'm excited y'all because this is going to be a different type of experience for me to actually go i guess they're going to be situated in specific areas or around the city or whatever but I'm going to go pick up my tacos after after the show. I think I might have to pick up my nephew, but because um, I can't four tacos. I mean, I could probably eat four tacos, but yeah, I, I promised him that I was going to bring him some or he would get his own. So. Uh, so once again, that is being presented to you by House of Gristle. Uh, the oxtail taco special so that's today from 11 a.m to 3 p.m uh i'll say limited capacity is uh is you know available <laughs> it's by a limited it's on limited capacity so you might want to kind of like reach out and uh go to that page and uh see what their availability is because um if you miss out it's gonna be on you uh might see some photos and online and you'll be mad (laughs) i'm just saying you'll be mad anyway that is the event that is the reason why i wanted to also talk about uh oxtail too and kind of go into that I really would love to find out within the Twin Cities itself. Um, in the Twin Cities. In the Twin Cities. Because there are so many, there are a few restaurants that actually, um, uh, I guess, prepare them. But I don't want that. So, you're probably wondering, okay, well, where exactly am I going to find Oxtail in the Twin Cities? There are a number of places, which is so cool because, hmm. So, there's a Jamaican restaurant that I've talked about before. It's called Irie Vibes. They are located at 6056 Shingle Park, uh, Shingle Creek Parkway. Uh, yeah. They have oxtail available. Now, it's possible that I, I don't recall them having 
I can't, I don't know if they have rice and beans or not, I, but I would believe that they do. Now, let me take that back because what we refer to, Belizeans just say rice and beans. Jamaicans and maybe other Caribbean folks, rice and peas is what's spoken or how it's described. Rice and peas. Um, my other favorite is Pimento Jamaican Kitchen. Oh, wait. Yeah. Pimento Jamaican Kitchen. They have what? Uh, they are located at 2524 Nicolette Avenue South. It's in the Whittier neighborhood area. And they, I, they're, I'm sorry. <laughs> A funny story. I've taken my sister there. I think I may have taken my nephew there. Anyway, the time that I took my sister there, it just so happened that uh, we were, I got the oxtail. And I think she may have gotten maybe like the one love or something. Anyway, I didn't really know um, Tommy, um, Miss Tommy. I've heard of his name, definitely been following the restaurant and whatnot, but it was more of, I, I knew who he was, but not really introductions. So I'm eating my oxtail and everything. And I see this gentleman, he's coming in with like a, a bag or whatnot. And I was like, I told my sister, oh, there's the, the owner or whatever. And I went back to eating my oxtail. And like I said, if you're not a person that does not like, if you're a person that does not like to eat with their fingers or get their you know, get in there with your hands. Uh, oxtail might not be the thing for you because you can't just simply use a knife and fork and try to scrape meat off the bone or off. You know, no, that's not going to work. You really need to kind of like pick it up, and <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say, yeah, you kind of have to put the whole bone in your mouth and suck on the marrow. Uh, yeah. I'm, so I did that, and um, I think I was a little bit too uh, expressive <laughs> because as he was walking by, he took a moment to basically back up, pat me on the shoulder, and say, that's the right way to, <laughs> to eat oxtail, <laughs> and went about his way. Now, of course, that was, to me, it was a little bit of an embarrassing moment because I was just like... I don't really like when people watch me eat. <laughs> and um, yeah, that wasn't, I just figured, no, can't let that happen anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I, it was just a funny story for me. Uh, another place that serves uh, oxtail is Harry, Harry Sings. Harry Sings, they are located at 2653 uh, Nicolette Avenue. So kind of like right down the street from mental Jamaican kitchen uh, this is yeah that's another one I mean Harry Sings and Marla's they're like family members I mean I love just having their food again same thing with uh, Pimento Jamaican kitchen I love having the food because it just reminds me of sitting at home and enjoying the food that of my parents uh, of my people so there's another place 
Um, couple more places. Uh, here's one. This one is closer to me than I ever thought, and I'm kind of leery. Um, I, I know, I know that anyone could really do a a good oxtail. I mean, if they maybe practiced or whatnot. Maybe I'm a little bit biased. I'm not trying to be, but I just think Caribbean people do oxtail better. But there is a place near where I live. Um, or maybe, okay, maybe not where I live, but nearby. <laughs> it's called Mama Ann's Soul Food. They are located at 520 Rice Street. And, you know, a, you're going to have to go to these different places uh, to figure out. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you the names and everything, but you'll have to go to uh, a few of these individual places yourself and um, the actual websites um, and find out specifically, you know, is this on the menu? But I know that this was a place that did have it. Um some folks may not have it all the time. They may only have it on maybe special occasions. So you got to call them and find out from them. Uh, yeah, I'm just. And that's what I think that's one of the things that's kind of. I was going to say bothersome because sometimes they'll have it on the menu or they'll run out or no, we're not doing it this week or that's only for a certain time of the month yeah no <laughs> uh there are m- many others um mama sheila soul food mama uh ties african kitchen uh i even see revival on here that's uh surprising maybe because I don't know. So many people that go to Revival, they never really talk about like having the oxtail. I always talk about having the chicken, you know, or yeah, uh, you know, chicken, the waffles or whatnot. Um, I've never had their the oxtail from them. So, I mean, that's this is just a very brief list that I'm going through and I'm sharing with you at the moment. It's not one that's very, very extensive. There are others that are on here as well that uh, I would love to share you know, maybe even talk more about. I think there's a, maybe a Cuban restaurant that has one, another African place. Um, uh, just there are many, many other places that actually have it. Uh, some may not be as uh, liked as others, but you know, you've, you've probably even heard around town. Um, pho with oxtail or oxtail pho. Uh, I have not tried that. I'm just going to say I have not tried it. Not because I don't want to. It's just I've not had the opportunity to because there have been some other friends that have talked about it very, very much and said this is really good. It's. I think there's a place it might be I want to say not uh, oh uh, was a Far East? Yes. Far East Bar and Restaurant. A um, number of po- folks have said that, you know, their pho is, uh, their oxtail pho is so good. Um, they're located at 959 Arcade Street. Uh, and that's in the Payne Fallon area um, neighborhood. 
I, I haven't had it. I really haven't had it. But that's not to say that uh, you know, it's not good. Uh, here's one that I know that I have. And it was fun because I was having it with Chef Jametta Raspberry. And that's at Jefe, uh, Jefe Urban Hacienda. Uh, they are located in the Northeast neighborhood, which is 219 Southeast Main Street. You know, that's more Mexican. But the fact that, you know, they had oxtail quesadillas and you know, they offer short ribs, a bunch of other stuff. But just the fact that they had oxtail quesadilla. I mean, I was when I saw that on the menu, I'm like, uh, I have to have that. <laughs> no question. No question. Again, let Google be your friend. You know, um, there's only so many restaurants that I could honestly speak two about having something on the menu or tasting it that's on the menu um again this is a a show that is about food but it's you know for for the community as well so i encourage you once again feel free to share uh any information that you have regarding i don't know any information Uh, let's just say about oxtail or some other place too oxtail of course is just the subject for today but maybe you know of some place that serves oxtail and uh, it hasn't been mentioned on this show or maybe you have a good oxtail recipe that's we want to hear about that Uh, at least I do (laughs) so please um, I would love to hear about it I would think (laughs) Anyway, um, those are just, you know, a few things that I want to, in reference to Oxtail, I wanted to mention. So um, let me just once again give you that information about the House of Gristle and that event that's about to happen uh, in like two or three minutes. Uh, House of Gristle is going to be having an Oxtail taco special. That's from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And it is, again, being hosted by House of Gristle. Um, by Chef Jametta Raspberry my friend yeah my friend if you're interested in having something really tasty yeah I I really encourage you to just maybe reach out and go on to um, on to Facebook and check out um, House of Gristle uh, because yeah, that's what's happening right now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's happening. You know, because of Facebook, I mean, not Facebook, but because of the month that we're in, and this is the reason why I want to have that conversation with my with my relative. It's a relative that I'm trying to get to be on the show next week. I was, being that it is African American, I mean, just Black History Month, I was trying to figure out, you know, there are two different areas. This is, it's not going to be a food related, what I'm about to say, um, but I'll bring it back around to food. I feel when you are, and I'm using this term, just uh, identifying myself a specific way as Afro-Latino, 
that there are there's either Black History Month or Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, you know, when you are uh, when you're Afro Latino um, or person from the Caribbean, whatever you want to say, person from the Caribbean, uh, Caribbean background, household, whatever, like Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, actually, I should say. Um, so many different other places when you have just those what seems to be those two um, months or times of the year when uh, certain groups are I guess celebrated I mean Black History Month it's hard to go off and talk about I mean there are a number of, of foods that of the African American diaspora as they say um, that's uh, I don't I don't relate to I love I enjoy I but you know I'm, I'm so gonna probably catch heat for this but like Hopping John or Hopping John or having greens, um, you know, collard greens with black eyed peas or um, I don't know. I mean, it, it it probably has never been something that has been on my, you know, within our culture itself to to have. Um, and that seemed to be more of the. African American experience, you know what I mean, for for Black History Month, or in this case, for this month, for Hispan- Latin, or excuse me, for a Hispanic Heritage Month, um, I do feel much closer to that because of the different types of foods that I've had, uh, or that you know, I my culture is. I mean, tamales, uh, uh, panadas, or you know. Again, Belizeans, you know, it's didn't different Latin areas. They call it empanadas. Um, Belizeans call it panadas because uh, although it's not the same thing, it's very similar. Very similar. Um, meat pies. Uh, gosh, uh, uh, you, you know what? <laughs> Different type of rice and beans, refried beans. I mean, come on, refried beans in the morning with, for us, it would be Johnny Cake or Fried Jack with maybe some eggs at the side. Uh, refried beans, and depending upon if you're my father or somebody else, you might have sausage and on- green onions, uh, you know, scallions, um, and some other different things uh, thrown in uh, with that, with the refried beans. Where does not to say that Afro Latino does not have a specific month or that we're looking for a specific month, but I'm talking about the food. Um, what I want to find out more about foods from my culture. You know what I mean? That I know that sounds very selfish because I'm. It's it, this is a radio station or it's a show really about all different types of foods because I really enjoy all. It really do enjoy all different types of foods. There's not uh, thus far. There's not one uh, type of cuisine that I've ever tasted that I have not liked. <sighs> I mean, 
so and I want to learn more. That's the thing. But when it comes down to seeing my own culture uh, within the Twin Cities or I'm like, what else is actually out there? Uh, What other restaurant experience can provide that? Not just on a level of, okay, well, we've got to um, provide food that is going to feed the masses or that is going to be liked by the masses. Um, but ones that kind of like focus on you want to eat like you're, you know, you're at your parents' table or I know I keep saying that, but you want to eat like you belong someplace. That's what I'm looking for. And I'm finding it slowly, you know, in these different places that are opening up, you know, Ari Vibes, uh, Pimento Jamaican Kitchen, Harry Sings, um, you know, Marla's, uh, Miss Marla's. I, I want to find, I'm looking more for that. And uh, I, I feel like I, I want to have that. It needs to be like a project. It's an experience that I want to be able to share with you. Um, as listeners to the show. Um, and so next week, I, I really am I'm going to work on this person. <laughs> I tell you, I think it's going to be a really awesome uh, conversation that we have because um, my aunt, like I mentioned, had a, a restaurant you know, in Los Angeles. And even prior to having a restaurant, I remember there were days uh, or times you know, on the weekend where she would cook these I mean, right, uh, pots of rice and beans and then maybe um, stewed chicken. And then she would do maybe tamales. Uh, she, I can't remember if she did um, any oxtail. She probably did. And I just don't remember. I do remember fried fish uh, and, you know, laid over a bed of rice and beans or just some white rice with some, some stew beans um, and then some potato salad. Uh, I can't wait to have this conversation with her because I really want to, I have questions like, you know, what, for instance, oxtail, oxtail is like a staple. Why is that so important to Belizean culture? Why is the food in general important to Belizean culture? Not just because we have to eat, but you know, there are times where honestly, um, if it's not for that food, sometimes you will not be able to have conversations with people or maybe resolve situations with family members that you haven't seen in years. But uh, you, they hear about maybe, hey, there's going to be a dinner or this type of food is about to be prepared or whatever. And then slowly, you know, they might show up and then you have the conversation it's it's weird and odd to to think that you have to think that way or imagine something um but sometimes that that's that that's what's needed um again i'll always say in so many different scenarios food brings people together um it strengthens us as a community when we know that there is someone that is probably in need or need some help or that you feel that you want to offer some help to, you know, food is definitely one way in which to do that. So, but specifically about my culture 
and I'm thinking selfishly, I, I know, but I feel that by having a conversation with my aunt about our culture um, on air, uh, giving you an opportunity to actually hear that conversation too is what is going to be exciting. So I, I promise you all, I really, <laughs> I got to work on her because <laughs> uh, it's not, it's not everybody. Some folks, they don't, apparently they don't like to hear their voice on the radio <laughs> or, or just hear their voice. But um, I think it's really important to have these type of conversations, especially when you've not in the past. So I'm just telling you that I think it's what we need to do it's what i'm gonna have to do i'm gonna find a way to get it done trust me but it has been real it's been fun as always uh sitting down with you all having these type of conversations sharing you know about food experiences recipes we'll get more into it even further but as you can see the show you know is evolving and i hope you know are right along with this as we evolve because we want to involve more or engage more with you as a community uh, and so again want to invite you next week watch out for us listen for us listen for me it's just me uh here on the unbuji foodie show i'm here every saturday so make sure that you're listening and just know that never to let anyone tell you what type of food foodie to be because really it's the food that and people that uh, strengthens our bond in the community until next time peace sit on down with the unbougie foodie